We're four teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's really hard? Teaching kids about gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. It's that time of year again. We know all year how important it is for our own mental health and our outlook on life. And we know that it's important to help our students develop it. We've got to find some ways to directly teach it. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, it's a life skill that needs to be taught. I mean, I think about like, gosh, I wish that it had been more directly taught to me <laughs> when I was in school because it, it really goes with the growth mindset, which, which helps you, you know, manage your life and manage your emotions around your life. Do any of you have a gratitude journal? Yes. I did for a while. And, and I've tried. But... Yes. Some, sometimes I really get into it where I do lists and sometimes I just try to find one thing and just write it down. One thing um, that I've noticed, and I've had my students keep gratitude journals or add one sentence to their own journal. You know, what's, another... worked, what's worked really well for me is if I take a planner, just a regular planner that I use for everything else, but either at the beginning or the end of the day, I'm writing in that planner the thing that I noticed that I'm thankful for, that I've, you know, gratitude for. So it's kind of like right there with my, my day-to-day life. Well, so you remember. Right. It's, it's just something. Yeah. It's, it's something that we can't expect kids to just naturally do. I know that we're, we expect them to be grateful, to show gratitude, to have kind and, you know, uh, beneficial feelings towards others. And we're shocked when they don't do it. And I just think it isn't something that comes naturally to everyone. We've really got to find ways to develop it. And gratitude journal is one way. And I think it's something that we have to model for the kids too. And um, maybe if we do it like in, in like a morning meeting or an afternoon meeting, you know, you can help them by doing it then. And um, I I have, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to go ahead, Deanne, because I was getting ready to transition. So go ahead. I can wait. You can you can transition. Go ahead. <laughs> so polite. So yes. Gratitude right now. Oh my god. Oh my We're god. We're so grateful for you. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, so to our listeners out there, so one of the things we've been fighting is our we're having technologically technological difficulties, and so. <laughs> We're trying really hard not to step on each other's toes verbally right now because... So nobody's saying anything. If you notice that, that's why. Yeah, (laughs) we're all afraid to talk. (laughs) Something's not right. So so sometimes I think, though, convincing someone to keep a gratitude journal or to engage in the practice of gratitude, we have to understand exactly what it is it does and how it helps us and how it helps our brains.
So studies show that people who engage in gratitude practices or growth mindset or um, practices where they're, they're training themselves to be in the present moment, that they have much healthier brains, their brains age better, they age better, they report fewer um, physical ailments, um, fewer illnesses. What's there not to love about it, right? Absolutely. And don't forget mental health. It leads to mental health and that leads to better physical health. Exactly. Exactly. I I love talking to seniors, you know, who have so many like wonderful stories to tell, like not the ones you think of with the crabby, always complaining, (laughs) but the ones who, you know, have like these wonderful memories and they're always seem to, you know, to be grateful about things and turn everything into little life lessons. I know that we used to go visit um, a senior home with my class years ago and the kids just learned so much from, you know, from the elder, you know, elderly people. It was really wonderful. Mm -hmm. I was in the grocery store the other day. As I I get, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) See, we're doing it again. <laughs> yep. Okay, I'm raising my hand. I, I find as I get closer and closer to that age, I'm more and more grateful just to wake up every day and just to <laughs> happy to be anywhere. So, um, I and I think that comes out. I'm, I think I'm not as crabby as I used to be maybe sometimes. <laughs> You're retired now, so you don't have to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I was in the grocery store. retired. I had a friend who who just really trained me to do this. She was going through she she passed away years ago, but she was going through these horrific health health issues and I'll never forget because she would have these things that would happen and they would just be so upsetting to anyone else. And she would be upset, but at the end of it she'd stand back and she'd go, "Okay, so what lesson am I learning here? What is it trying to learn here? What's being taught to me?" And Every time I think like that, I think there's Liz. There's Liz right there. She's whispering to me. Oh, Liz. Okay, we'll talk later. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Taught me so much. You're right. This was right. This was how she practiced gratitude through everything that was she was going through health wise. It was what am I learning? What is this teaching me? And when you can flip your mindset and be thankful. Be thankful even for the crap that's being dished out to you on a silver platter. You know, <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. It is. I was in the grocery store the other day, and uh, there was this man in front of me, and he was like literally bent over. He couldn't stand up straight, and he had to, you know, look at you sideways. So he was in the cashier line, and the woman said, hello, how are you? And he said, I'm just fine. And I looked at him, and I thought to myself, my God, I could never be fine like that. And at the end, I thought, that was my gratitude. I, I, I'm not like that. And I, he just became my hero for the day. Unbelievable wow. person. Amazing. Yeah. But he probably had gratitude for being able to get out to the store and to see people. Yeah. And to be able to move and walk at all. There's all different levels of, you know, what your expectations can be and what you can just stop and think and be grateful for. Well, and I think that's, that's right. Awesome. Modeling also is key to teach our kids to not just be grateful for their physical material things, you know? So the kids who are saying, I'm thankful for my mom and dad. I'm thankful for my dog. I'm thankful for my Xbox. I'm thankful for my phone, but going deeper than that. 
And and those are the early responses that you can use and build on and show them that they can go deeper. So let's talk about that, ladies. What do we do as teachers in a classroom to get kids um, making gratitude a daily habit? How do we get that started? Books, books, books. I think you read a good book about somebody that, you know, has some kind of issue or whatever. And um, the kids, then you can discuss it and the kids can come up with, you know, why, why they're happy that they're not like that. And, you know, what's good about their life compared to the person in the book. And it's always easier to talk about what a character has done or might do than to single yourself out and say what you might do. I love the idea that you also shared, Retta, of having your kids keep a gratitude journal, you know, and just spending that extra five minutes a day, having them reflect on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take long. Just think. And then you start to get in the habit. Okay, I know I'm going to write down one thing at three o'clock that I've been grateful for today. So you're kind of thinking about it all day. Because you want to figure out what it is you're going to write down. I think sometimes too, especially when you're getting uh, you're getting started with this with kids. Sometimes it feels like you're asking them to pull something out of thin air, right? Because they're not trained to think that way yet, so right. it can be really right. right. So to give them a prompt like, you know what, go back in your mind and visualize a time when you felt totally safe. Who were you with? Or where were you at? Mm-hmm. Then that mm-hmm. becomes, okay, were you thankful for that time? Yeah, I'm thankful for that time when I was snuggled up with my grandma and she was reading Harry Potter to me. I felt perfect. That's okay. That's gratitude, right? So to have point, absolutely pointed prompts like that can help them start to kind of, to train them to, to notice those things at the very beginning. Right. And I know where you can find some. Read my blog post. Yeah, <laughs> Too. We all find some fabulous books about this this time, and and um, and suggesting talking. books too for you. Oh, that's where we're headed. Let's talk about yeah. the books. Oh my gosh, the books! There are so many books that I had a hard time narrowing it down, and I love using picture books. Because even with um, upper grade kids, you can finish a picture book in one sitting. And there's just so many great ones that have the theme that we're looking for. And in this case, gratefulness. Um, A new one that I had started using is called Thank You World. And it is a um, very simple story about eight kids from around the world. So all different ethnicities. Um, and how they go about their day and they experience just those little moments of gratefulness and happiness, like greeting the sun in the morning or swinging on a swing or flying a kite or being tucked in by mom at bedtime. And um, author Giselle Shardlow has written this great blog post about how she uses that book as a yoga flow. And so when they talk about greeting the sun in the morning, she starts to teach them a sun salutation or, um, you know, blowing in the breeze. They might be doing tree pose. And it's just so wonderful. But it gets the kids moving, thinking about the little moments rather than the, again, rather than the material things that they're grateful for. I mean, the kids beg to do it. They love it. 
That's I love it. I, I also great. found a book that is great for visualization. And I have found that visualizing things, I, I've had kids over the years who are such visual learners, and I'm a visual learner. Me too. And I think when I can visualize something, I can use yeah. it. So there's this adorable picture book called Gratitude Soup by Olivia Rosewood. And it's about Violet, the little purple fairy. And I'm thinking, the more I think about it, she reminds me of one of my granddaughters. And I'm wondering if she's really a purple fairy or if her mom just put some purple chalk on her hair, you know, and <laughs> gave her wings out of tissue paper. You know, you know, we're pretending we're a fairy. Whatever it is, she's got this great visualization technique. She had a case of the gimme, gimme, want, wants. <laughs> and her mother said... We have to cure that. <laughs> and so like in the stone soup story, they make an imaginary pot of gratitude soup. And with her mom's encouragement, Violet digs way down and she actually makes a collage of all these things that she's grateful for to visualize throwing them in that imaginary pot and stirring it up. And then because she is a special purple fairy, she can shrink that pot down uh, to a size to fit inside no. her heart. And she keeps it warm and flowing. The gratitude's always flowing in her heart. And I have found, especially the last week or so, having that little pot in my heart that I can keep flowing. And if, if something really bad happens, I can pull out a little shred of gratitude for something because it's always there. You can visualize that it's in your heart. Oh. So that's a book that I, I love and I think everybody should Have read. you guys Beautiful. heard of Patricia Polacco's book, um, The Trees of, Dan of the Dancing Goats? No. Uh, Not for a long time uh, until you talked it, about it's it. It's an awesome book. Um, so Patricia's family is Jewish and they celebrate the Jewish holidays. And it is um, right around the time of Hanukkah and, and Christmas. And um, their Christian neighbors all come down with scarlet fever. And Patricia and her brother are watching their grandfather carve these, these animals that will become their Hanukkah gifts. And then the grandmother paints them. And of course they're, you know, killing the chickens. They're going to make the chicken dinner and, and they're doing all of this. And they decide to take their Hanukkah chickens and their, and their uh, Hanukkah gifts, the toys, and gift them to their neighbors who are so sick that they can't celebrate Christmas. And they, they, they chop these little trees down on their property. They kill these chickens and cook them. And they make, they cover the trees with their Hanukkah animals that their oh, uh, grandfather And they deliver them to their Christian neighbors. And then when their Christian neighbors are um, well enough on the last day of Hanukkah, they show up at their home and thank them profusely for what they've done to take care of them and then present them with a menorah that they made out of the Hanukkah Christmas tree ornaments. They've made a menorah. And it's just, just a wonderful book. I've been thinking so much about how, you know, I think gratitude starts with empathy. Yes. You have to be yes. able to yes. empathize. Definitely. Before you can express gratitude toward to them, gratitude about their circumstances or gratitude about your own circumstances, there has to be a degree of empathy. And that book is just so gorgeous because you know what? There's differences, but no one's hated, no one's isolated, and, and no one is shouting slurs at each other. What a perfect model for our kids. That's 
Yeah. Oh, and yes. what I love the most about every one of her books is that little red-haired girl yeah. that is in every one. Yes. That's her. Yes. And they all they're all stories from their lives. And again, that encourages kids to maybe at some point to tell some stories from their lives. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting. We have these new report I, cards. And you know how we used to have the work habits or effort grade on report cards? Yes. Well, our report mm-hmm. cards now, actually one of the things that we're supposed to be you know, scoring our kids on is understanding others' perspectives. So when you said, Tracy, about the empathy, I thought, oh, wow, that's exactly God. what we're trying to teach district-wide. That yeah. is one of the little areas is understanding others' perspectives. That is fabulous because when you have to grade it, you've got to start teaching it. Yeah. Well, I I came across a book called Counting by Sevens by Holly Goldberg Sloan. Uh, It's about a girl, 12-year-old girl named Willow who lost her adoptive parents in a car wreck. And it basically tracks her journey. I know it's really sad through her pain. And she eventually understands that life will continue. She doesn't have relatives or close friends, but she kind of becomes adopted by a surrogate family of very unusual people. And she's got a genius IQ, which kind of separates her from others. She also kind of is always counting by sevens. But anyway, they um, form a close attachment and they all realize how much they've enriched each other's lives. Mm. And the kids come away grateful for so many of the things that they have, their house, their parents, you know, and the little things that we often take for granted. But um, what a wonderful little book to Beautiful. Oh, I don't know that. Is, that a, is that a chapter book or a picture book? It's more oh, of a okay. chapter book. So for older kids. Yeah, I think so. But probably like fifth grade or something, I would think. Yeah. Ah, okay. You know what I love about our book talk tonight, guys? All of us talked about books that we really hadn't thought about in a long time or didn't know at all. I love Right. I love it. Okay, so ladies, should we remind our listeners about how grateful we are for their support? Yeah. I think so. Yes. I think so. We're truly grateful that you've led us into your lives. So grateful, in fact, that we have created a giveaway opportunity just It's a winner's choice, $100 gift card giveaway. That's right. Can we enter ourselves? Yeah, I wish. Yeah, I was asking. I was thinking about that. You could win a $100 gift card to either Starbucks, Teeks, Teachers Pay Teachers, or Amazon. Just check out the giveaway link in our program notes. Our giveaway runs from November 4th through November 18th. Our giveaway is not affiliated with iTunes or any of our other podcast platforms. A winner will be randomly chosen on November 18th, and then you get to pick which gift card you want. (laughs) Yay! So that's all we have time for this afternoon. So ladies, let's say goodbye. and, And friends, please make sure that you're subscribing or rating our podcast. If you like what you hear, you really, really, really this time want to enter our giveaway and check out our blog links because we've increased, we've 
included free resources as well as some of the books and more books that we didn't have time to talk about today. Um, you want to hear about them because they're great. They're great recommendations. The next time you hear from us, we'll be talking about a teacher's Thanksgiving tips and tricks to keep your sanity or lose it. Who knows? Until next time. <laughs> Have a great week.